This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. And thank you so much for joining us again. We're glad that you are here and uh, looking forward to this continued conversation on the compendium of the social doctrine of the church. Let us know how... Uh, what your thoughts are on this uh, very important document of the Catholic Church in regards to social teaching and how uh, society should run in a more just way. Uh, at the end of the uh, episode, you'll hear the email address. I encourage you to communicate through email. I love getting into good conversations with people in our listening audience. Today we're going to cover chapter two of the compendium of the social doctrine of the church. It is uh, an interesting chapter. I believe the Pontifical Council realized they needed to put this chapter in here. And I guess if I was to write this document, I would not have thought about inserting uh, the, the topic that's in chapter two. But... I see the wisdom now, and I wanted to share that with you. And really, the title of the chapter is The Church's Role and Development Society. And that's important. Uh, now that, you know, I've read this several times, this document, but this last time I realized the value of chapter two in the compendium, that defining the roles of the church within society because if the church goes outside of those roles, then we end up with more messes like many other groups who have a role in society who may step out of their bounds. And so we'll be studying the proper boundaries today and discussing again, what is the church's role in society and clarifying uh, what that role is concerning political and economic issues of nations. Uh, the council further clarifies, too, what the church's purpose is in the world. And so from that purpose, it can then uh, uh, understand how to navigate through these issues of injustice uh, that occur, occur among nations. As they begin this, the council discusses what the church's primary purpose is. And as we come to understand what that that purpose is in the world, we can know how, especially if you're religious, um, whatever religion you come from, and then if you're Christian, you know, what uh, part of Christianity you come from, be it Protestant or Catholic, you need to understand these things that why are you here in the world? And then from that, I can understand how to move forward in terms of of uh, confronting injustices in the world. Again, I see the wisdom of the council. I would not have thought of this, but they, they did, and I'm glad they did. And so they bring out that the church's primary purpose in the world, 
uh, is the salvation is to bring about or to promote and and uh, journey with people in their salvation. The salvation of humans is the Catholic Church's primary purpose in the world. And thus, you know, religions uh, and various uh, parts of those religions as well. But we're not here by accident. Those of us who have a relationship with the Creator, we're not here by accident. And we have a purpose to carry out. And But it begs the question, as they say that the church's primary role in the world is the salvation of humans, it begs the question, what do you mean by that? Uh, we hear various definitions of that, or maybe nuances, if you will, of what that is. But I thought, you know, wanted to pick my own brain, look in the council's definitions. And basically what they're saying is that Salvation is the process of bringing back humanity into the divine order. Yeah, that's a that's a valuable definition. Good way to put it. Because with sin and with the disorder that we have found ourselves in as humans, and if we weren't in disorder, we would not have these injustices. But what's happened as humans is we become disordered. And that's what sin is. Sin is... A disorder it's getting out of the divine order because you see God has in his creation has determined a certain order for that creation to run by and in a manner that fulfills his purposes and that works for the good of creation including humans you see God as the creator has the right to determine how his creation runs and by what principles it runs by, and he has the right to see to it that that creation works out for his purposes and the, the whole reason why he created. But then, at the same time, because God is good, then God ensures that his creation runs for the good of all creatures. Um, it's just kind of like a company, so to speak, say somebody creates a company and that company grows and becomes bigger and bigger and they develop policies and ways that you're going to fit and run within this organization. Why? Because, well, first of all, as the owner, they have a right to run their business as they wish. But the other thing is, is because they've got to ensure that it works for everybody and that it's a smooth running business. And so it is with God. God created everything and then determined how that is to be run that works for a smooth running of creation, and that's good for everybody. But as humans, because we were made with will, then we use that will to become disordered. And so we have chaos. And we have messes and injustices everywhere because as humans, we have decided to step out of that creative order that God set in place. Uh, so we messed up everything. So the church's primary purpose as defined by Jesus Christ is to bring the world back into the divine creative order through a process called salvation. That's why St. Paul speaks about working out your salvation with fear and trembling because it's a process. It's not salvation is not a one moment in time experience, but rather it is an ongoing journey to get back into the creative order. And as you know, it takes time because we can only seem to work on one thing at a time. And you know that you fail 
over and over again at things until you get it right. And so it's a process. But that's the church's primary primary goal. Now, the work of social justice fits beautifully into that because social justice is really the if the church's primary goal is to bring the individual back into the creative order, then the work of social justice then becomes the work of bringing society at large back into the creative order. And so the church's, so really the church's involvement in social justice is bringing things back into the creative order, but they begin with the individual and they begin with the interior. The church's primary purpose is not the work of social justice. I want to be clear on that. Now, the Catholic Church has been a very socially aware uh, presence in the world since its beginning. I mean, you see people like Aquila and Priscilla who use their home to house uh, orphans in the city of Rome. You see uh, many uh, Christians throughout history and many Hindus and various people, just very charitable, very um, uh, desirous to see order in society and very desirous to, to, to heal and to restore things in society throughout their histories. And so it is with the, with the church that the church has, has worked towards those things, but the church I mean, in fact, you know, you look at a lot of the saints, uh, Mother Teresa, I mean, you know, talk about social justice, uh, Dorothy Day, different ones. I mean, you know, they got it, but the church's primary purpose is not social justice, but rather the the bringing back the individual into the divine order uh, interiorly. Um, it is also not the work of the church to define proper financial systems or political systems or speaking on national issues. Any involvement that the church has in these areas must be done in light of her primary purpose, which is working toward the progress of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, out of that grows the church's ability to speak into those issues but its primary purpose is not to work out those issues. In other words, the Pope, for example, can speak into the issues of political or economic systems and maybe try to educate nations on what is really just, but it's not the Pope's job to work it out for those nations. So that's, that's what we're getting at in this. But we have to get in back into the interior and work on our interiors and get back into order, back into God's creative order, if we're to see any order in society. Uh, one time, many years ago, I was working building a pharmacy uh, in the Midwest, and it was, uh, I believe it was the first pharmacy at that time to have a drive-through window. Now, most of them do. And one of the workers on my crew was put in charge of building the drive-thru. And he decided he was not going to use the blueprints. I don't know what got into him that day, but I remember him laughing and smiling. He's like, I don't need the blueprints. I've got this. Well, the fact is he had to tear down the drive-thru twice and rebuild it. So by the time, third time he's about to, to build this drive-thru, he finally decided 
to look at the blueprints. And I remember him staying there smiling and saying, I guess I better look at the blueprints. You know, and the fact, the church has been given the blueprints by Christ for her task in the world, and she's got to stick to the blueprints in all her activities if she wishes to be effective in the world. So it's very important that we understand, especially those of us who are Christians, and like I said, if you're not part of the Christian religion, if you are religious, understand what is the purpose of religion, what is the purpose of of the church in the world and sticking within those boundaries. And by the way, if you're, uh, for example, if you're a Catholic and don't demand more of the church than what is her calling and don't expect more of the church than what is her calling. Now the church does produce people like Dorothy day and other ones who, who really confront injustices, but those are individuals who have been, been, um, developed by the church. But it's not fair to demand that the church itself do these things because the church has the role of, for example, the role of helping Dorothy Day develop interiorly and come into the creative order. And then she is an individual in her lifetime, then turned and then did the work of social justice and helping society at large. Now, the next question is, where does the church fit in with regard to injustice then? How does the church work it out? The, ta the council tackles this question in the compendium, and the main answer is that the church concerns herself with the transformation, again, as I've said, of the inner person, thus freeing up the way for the individual to live justly toward their neighbor. If the person is interiorly disordered when they cannot, then how can they promote order in society? And I want to park on that for a minute. Because this is a very important point that we really have to think about. If you are disordered inside yourself, maybe you're restless, maybe you're dealing with addiction or you're dealing with just some issues on the interior and you cannot seem to get aligned with what God wants from you, how do you expect to help society become aligned? You see? And really, all these invasions in your soul of addiction, invasions of sin or whatever, aren't, aren't those injustices, you being an unjust to yourself? You know, and how do you expect, if you are not at rest within yourself and aligned within yourself, how are you going to help anybody else? And so that's why it's the church's primary goal is to get you as an individual interiorly aligned back in order with God, and then you can, you're freed up then to do the work of justice. Again, the church is not concerned nor called to the creation or promotion of economic and religious systems, or political systems, rather. But she can speak to nations, and I, I've seen popes do that. I know Pope Francis has spoken to, to national leaders and just tried to speak into the issue and help leaders understand the truth of the gospel to help give direction, but not to actually work it out for them. And this is very important to understand because in a world that is already filled with problems, the church must ensure that she works within proper boundaries so as not to create further problems. Um, by the way, as an individual, I encourage you to apply these principles to your own life. Your job is not necessarily, well, not necessarily, your job 
flat out is not to fix everything, okay? Your job is not to fix everything. In fact, it may not be your job to fix anything in society. It may not be your job to speak into those areas that you're not called and equipped to speak into. And we get ourselves in trouble when we get out of bounds. I've done that before. I've had a few times where I got into trouble because I spoke into something I wasn't prepared to speak into or tried to confront a problem I wasn't prepared to confront. And, and you just create a bigger mess that way. So as the church understands her boundaries and what her role is, as spoken of by the Pontifical Council, so as an individual, understand your role. Understand what am I good at? And that is really the driving force behind this podcast is helping you, again, as I always say at the end, create a just society right where you are. In other words, understand what am I good at? Where am I located? I will use that to bring justice where I can. And that's what the the Pontifical Council is saying of the church at large, is that she must understand who she is, what she's good at, where she's located, and work from that angle, because that's where God has sovereignly placed her. Now, I want to speak to priests for a moment. If you're a priest that's listening to this, I really want to encourage you to understand your role and that it gets, because this gets interesting in how to work out along these fine lines. I've seen some priests who are just like totally hands off when it comes to injustice. And I've seen some priests that are full in when it comes to injustice. But what I want to encourage priests who are listening is that you have, of course, you know, this, you've been given uh, the the role of spiritually developing the people within your influence and helping them becoming into, uh, uh, ordered interiorly through the sacraments. But I really encourage you as a priest to realize you have a huge opportunity in your hands with your congregation because your congregation is a society in itself. And those in your parish, you know, if they can't... You know, they have, they've been called to bring about order in society, but they can't do it if they are not even ordered among themselves. And we all know that in churches and parishes and so on, that people just, they don't get along with each other. They create problems for each other. There's bickering and fighting. There's people taking advantage of others and on and on it goes. And I'm sure as a priest, uh, when you hear people in the confessional, you're clued in <laughs> to how disordered we are and how unjust we are to each other as humans. So I encourage you as a priest to, to realize your golden opportunity is to create a just society right where you are in that congregation and teach us, help us, guide us how to be just each other just within the parish. You know, St. Paul talks about this. St. Paul had this issue in the Corinthian church in the New Testament of the Bible, and he, he writes to this, to the Corinthians, because they were suing each other in court. And St. Paul was banging his head against the wall in, in 1 Corinthians and saying, why are you taking each other to court 
and having secular judges, judges that have no knowledge of God, judge your cases between each other. He says, if you're going to judge the angels, then why do you think that you can't help judge each other? So St. Paul was saying in the church, when an injustice arises or, or, a, or a, a, a contention arises between two believers, why not? He said, why not have the lowest person, the most uneducated person in that congregation judge the case for you? St. Paul was saying, we're all equipped to judge each other. Why are you taking each other to court? And basically what St. Paul was saying is it's bad news when as Christians, we cannot even live justly with each other. We can't even get along with each other. We can't even be ordered with each other. How in the world do we think we're going to make any effect for the rest of the world, the non-believing world? So I encourage you as a priest to realize your golden opportunity to help us lay people to understand how we can possibly be just and ordered with each other. So then maybe we can actually make a difference in our society. Uh... Now, let's talk about the church's development of social teaching. How did it come about? You ever walked into a space where somebody just starts talking to you and you're completely lost as to what they're talking about because you have no context? Uh, I live in a house where I rent a room in that house, and so there's, there's housemates that I have. And I had come home from work the other evening, And one of the housemates meets me in the hallway and they just start talking about something and then they want to know my opinion on it. I mean, I just got off work. I had just walked in the door and they just start, boom, right? It's almost as if I walked into the middle of a sentence, you know, you know what I'm talking about? And they just start talking. Then they want to know my opinion. And I'm like, uh, I said, I, uh, I, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Could you give me some context? Well, when it comes to the church's social teaching, it helps to have some context so you're not standing there with Holy Mother Church saying, "Uh, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Could you give me some context? Uh, The church has always, again, had a social conscience. The church has always been concerned for the perfection of society. However... In the last 150 years, the church has been uh, thrust into a reality that is, is not good. And so for the last 150 years, several popes have written uh, apostolic letters, they've written encyclicals, and, and so on, on the subject of the ills of society and justice. What the compendium does is it just spells this out. But again, the church has always had a social conscience, but it has had to come to define its social teachings over the last 150 years because of the Industrial Revolution. The Industrial Revolution is really what brought this all about for the Catholic Church. And so that's the context. And what happened in the social uh, Industrial Revolution is that uh, the world did a major shift, the Western world did at least, And the Eastern world is getting caught up now with the Western world in the Industrial Revolution. But in the Industrial Revolution, everything shifted from being an organic 
earth-centered, meaning connected to the earth type of a lifestyle, being connected in community, to all of a sudden there was this machine that was created, corporations, factories, and so on. And suddenly work went from being something where we promoted the good of everyone and work became something where we grew crops from the earth to suddenly now the whole society becomes a machine and human beings are just a cog in that machine. And so families uh, were broken apart. Families were forced into conditions of slavery. Men had to be separated from their homes and work long hours for little pay only to just produce mechanical products instead of promoting the good of the earth and of society. Employees just became pawns to be used to the machinery uh, of the corporations. Uh, The advent of the assembly line brought about a mechanistic approach to humans. And so everything was reduced and humans were reduced to nothing more than an object to be used for the machine. Now, this brings up, in my mind, a, a good song to wel- uh, Welcome to the Machine by Pink Floyd. Great song. But that song's true. You're born here, welcome to the machine, thanks to the Industrial Revolution. So we need to understand that social justice, uh, the social teachings of the church came about as a response to the Industrial Revolution. We also need to understand that Social justice is an ongoing experiment that deals with ongoing and ever-changing societal ills. So it's really hard for for the church, any religion, or any group to really come to define social justice. Because social justice is a fluid, uh, flexible, ongoing experiment that deals with ongoing changes to the ills of society. So we cannot allow ourselves to get locked into a certain way of approaching injustice or becoming rigid in our thinking. And and that happens. Believe me, I've been working in the field of social justice for decades now, and there are people that are just locked in and unmovable in their positions, and their positions are no longer working because they're not flexible with the changes in society. So we've got to realize that the work of social justice, especially as we Um, study the compendium here, it's not about coming to understand and coming to a conclusion on how to bring about social justice. Rather, it's an ongoing discovery of dealing with human downfalls. And humans are so creative with how we can figure out how to create a mess uh, in the world. So we've got to be creative with how to clean up those messes. So the work of the church and social teaching and our work of creating a just society is a dance. Think of it as a dance with the creator that has no script, but rather is an ongoing conversation between humans and God and among humans with each other. So there you go. The role of the church is to to help the individual come back into the creative order interiorly And to equip the individual, the individual in turn joins other individuals and together they begin to bring society back into the creative order. And the church has the golden opportunity to help within the parish to help that parish live ordered with each other 
and then be a testimony to society. This is what it looks like. <laughs> See, parishes should not be a place, and churches should not be a place where people go to in order to do their Sunday obligation. Rather, parishes and churches and religious temples, synagogues, they should be places where people are 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 living in a just society with each other and showing the world this is what it looks like. So then we don't really have to tell people how to create a just society. We just say, hey, watch us and you'll know what it looks like. Have you ever been involved in a project that was just plain disorganized? I mean, it, they were just making it up as they went. It's frustrating, isn't it? It's frustrating, it's inefficient, it's costly, and does not come to a good result. And I've been involved in some of those projects. And man, you just want to take over the project yourself. There's a couple projects I have just taken over because I was tired of seeing the disorganization. But on the other hand, when you are involved in a project that is well organized, you enjoy a good experience. In fact, you'll look back on those things like, wow, I remember this one time I was working on this project and this is how wonderful it was because it was well organized. When it comes to social justice, we are in a mess. The work of social justice in the world is just flat out disorganized. We have riots, protests, yelling, division, chaos, and nothing is really getting accomplished and the problems are just growing worse. So when you're in a project, you have step one, step two, step three, and so on that you have to, to follow. And when it comes to social justice, we have to take the proper steps. First step, get your interior in order. Second step, develop your own habits of living justly towards others. Step three, begin to help others in their development. And then on and on it goes. So do you get it now? Do you see? Starts with you on the interior, starts with you then acting out what's on the interior towards others and then helping others in their development. And then before long, you know it, you've created a just society. So I encourage you, take to heart the church's mission and recognize your proper place and the proper steps to take as you create a just society right where you are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through matradayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.